We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sherilyn, and we are again in Joyly Studios, and we are speaking with the amazing Scott Emmons this morning. He's our podcast guest coming from uh, Furlough, Furlong, excuse me, Furlong, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Scott. How are you today? Good morning, Cheryl. I'm great. How are you? I'm well. So I'm sorry, but I got to cut right to this Instagram post that I saw just a little bit ago. It was you holding a fanny pack standing next to the box, <laughs> and you said, who wore it better? Oh, yes. And- how fun was that to create? <laughs> that was fun. So it was actually my daughter's. I had I had purchased this black uh, turtleneck sweater, and it was a little too small for me. I had put it on, and my eighteen-year-old daughter came up and just started laughing. And I was already laughing, and she showed me the picture of the rock with that you know blue sweater and the, the fanny pack, and you know I'm a guy from the '80s, so I had fanny packs, and she's seen photos of that, so she just started laughing. She said, Dad, let's take this picture. I said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then I, I saw it, and I thought it was so funny. I figured, what the heck, let's put that on Instagram. And it, it's gotten a few laughs. That's really great. Well, it made me uh, laugh. And, you know, that's what we're all about over here at Joyly Studios is the more that we pay attention to fun little memories with our daughters like that, the more we're raising our vibration and joy. Again, how that impacts who we are and what we're doing and our decisions and our bottom line. So super excited Perfect. to talk to you. A little bit more today. Why don't you, before we get started, just give a little bit about your background, kind of just like how you got to where you are today with MD Logic and Health. So I started my career um, in uh, sales, but then transitioned quickly into the pharmaceutical world. I was originally a biology major, uh, then pre-med, and I started uh, hearing about these pharmaceutical positions. My dad said, you should apply for a pharmaceutical position, which I didn't even know existed. I had no idea there were people that spoke to doctors about medicine. Um, I advanced my career in biotech for 20 plus years, uh, went into marketing, operations, um, and really got to understand the pharmaceutical industry really, really well. Uh, And then became an executive within uh, a number of different pharmaceutical companies. And one of the things we looked at was how, what's the engagement level of our employees? What's that current happiness level and satisfaction level in the job? Because it often correlated directly with performance. I sold my my last company in uh, called Ola Region. That was a therapeutics company for wound care, and decided it was time for me to really pursue my passion in life, which is health and wellness, and particularly health and wellness through modalities, diet, and nutrition and supplementation. Awesome. And so then you started a company in 2020 amidst the pandemic. Tell me about that a little bit. Yes, so we started, uh, my co-founder and I started a health and wellness company called MD Logic Health. Um, that was started quite literally February 14th of 2020. So just as the pandemic kind of became a thing, we had launched the company uh, and that was both good and bad. We learned a lot of different things and I think the public was really aware of and becoming more and more aware of how important health is to their overall happiness, security, uh, and just in general, like what that means and why they should do that. 
Um, but there were some challenges launching in the middle of a pandemic. That that was an interesting experience. We can discuss more if you'd love. Well, I am curious. I think um, maybe you could just sort of tell me in general what your biggest challenge is right now. I mean, maybe it's something related to that or maybe it's different. So go ahead. Uh, I, our biggest challenge now is um, prior to the pandemic, our uh, vision was to go to physicians and the healthcare community in general and discuss our products and various different uh, devices, supplements with the physicians and have them educate their patients. We wanted to connect healthcare professionals to their patients slash clients, depending on what that profession was. Well, the pandemic really shut down that ability to get that face-to-face -face time. And then a lot of uh, other companies that hadn't been around came kind of pouring into the marketplace. And so the marketplace got really flooded with a lot of noise, some of which wasn't necessarily helpful. And then there was a lot of confusion as to, you know, what should I do, which company should I go with? And so that was our struggle then. And we are now coming out of that struggle. And I've begun to create a nice network with the functional medicine and integrative uh, coaching community. So let's talk about something we're both passionate about. <laughs> I think that health and wellness and, and getting people to pay attention to, you know, you said earlier, their levels of happiness. And for me, it's joy. I think happiness and joy are a little bit different. Happiness for me is a little fleeting. People kind of come and go with, hey, I'm not feeling so good. I'm going to buy a car. I feel good. I bought the car. I'm happy. Oh, the car broke. So there's certain levels of happiness that kind of come and go. But joy is something very sustainable and we have access to it all the time. How would you say corporations that you're working with right now are measuring that. Is there a metric for that? I think everyone is trying to. First first of all, I think that's a great distinction between happiness and joy. I never really thought about it that way, but I do agree that their happiness is sort of that uh, instant sort of gratification versus joy, which is a little, sort of a lifestyle choice of just being happy in, in the moment all the time or, or joyful is a better way to say that. But in terms of uh, corporations measuring, I think there are lots of people trying to do that, but I don't know that they really get to the root of whether or not their folks are happy. And I also know both firsthand from being an executive measuring it and then being an employee doing them being measured, there's a certain hesitancy to be completely truthful with how your current state of joy with the company or the job or the position. And I just think that's naturally inherent in people that don't that they don't want to like be too negative to their company or that we perceive as being negative. And then on the company side, I think even when they intend all to truly want to understand that, when they start to hear it and get the feedback, it can be painful. Like, wow, I thought we were doing a good job as a leader. You're like, wow, I really thought we were doing a great job. And so you you may tend to react in not the best way. So I don't think there's a really a great way to measure it, but we're looking to help corporations do just that. What a phenomenal idea. I think I think also that corporations, at least all the CEOs that I'm talking to, are really open to the conversation. And um, I think that the honesty and the clarification coming from their teams really is about um, developing that trust and having the tools. So it's going to be a, a kind of an ever-going ebb and flow, if you will, to get to the information and to really see progress. <clears throat> if you were to um, have all the resources and finances and everything was going, uh, you know, clean and, and easy for you, what would what would be the thing that you would wish you could address? When it comes to your work, my company specifically, or things to address in the you know in the community we're trying to serve. Yes, both. Community, both. Okay, 
so in the company, what I would like to be able to do is have the money to get all of our products that we have in the pipeline out immediately, as well as some of the devices we have to help measure uh, the success of those products and, and, and for people to be able to measure their joy, happiness, cognitive abilities, to be at their peak performance. So that's what I would like to do is get all of that done right now. Um, what but is, you have to make choices. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What does that mean for you? Like what, what's the drive? What's the passion there for that? So I mean, I think it comes down to just knowing that when people are happy and joyful throughout their life and their career, they're better people, society overall performs better. And I've been in many positions where there wasn't much joy. And I look back at that time and I wish I had it back because I could have done things differently. And I don't think I was aware necessarily that I wasn't happy fully. So I want to make sure that I'm giving back to people that they can be happy. And I know that that some of the things that we provide from both a measuring perspective and then a, a support perspective can do that. And, and it's things as simple as teaching people how to exercise, giving them the education on just going for a 20 minute walk a day can really enhance your overall joy. Taking a 45 minute full lunch break where you get outside for 15 minutes can have dramatic impacts on your happiness and joy at work versus sitting and eating a lunch by yourself, which many people these days do. Um, so I really see how it impacts people. And I really feel like it's, it's something I need to give back to people is mental health. It's so critical. And I think you're a joyful person. You're a mentally healthful, healthy person. That's really important. I, I just want to ask a little clarifying cl question still, because I've not quite tapped into it. What is the need you need to give this back? Why is that? Because you, you've been so, people have been so generous to you, or what is that about? I think both sides of that, of that equation. I think I've been given some tremendous opportunities to be joyful in my career, in my job, particularly in some of my earlier years with some of the mentors that I had and, and uh, people that I worked for and companies I worked for where I was truly uh, blessed to be there. And then I've had the complete opposite, where I've worked at corporations where the toxic culture was toxic and it was palpable, and it had a ripple effect through my whole life. Um, it created a lot of personal uh, trauma, family trauma, and, and even my coworkers. It just was very unhealthy. So I've seen both sides of that. And I've been, as I mentioned earlier, you know, as a biology major, uh, and then uh, kind of pre-med, and then really into health just in general, my whole life, I know I knew there were solutions. And so when I sold my last uh, company, I really said, this is my opportunity to create this health and wellness company. And now and at that point, I was age 49. That's not an easy decision to make, right? To start really from scratch. Um, but I just really felt like this is the perfect time to do it. I'd love to do this. And, and I kind of feel like, I owe it because I've been given it. And I also know what the other side looks like. You are the perfect person. Plus you're an amazing partner, per person to partner with on, on from our perspective as well, because what you said a little bit earlier was, you know, instead of sitting and having lunch by yourself, go for a walk, or there's multiple things um, that people can do. Would you mind if I share real quickly <clears throat> with you um, our ecosystem around the chair of joy? I would love to hear it. So like the pet rock back in the day, something silly can take off, right? <clears throat> Excuse mm -hmm. me. Um, so I bought a chair about the same time you started your company. And I don't know if you can see it behind me. That's the kind of big fancy one that 
<clears throat> that it's really not about the chair, but it's also about the chair and that people feel very, very framed when they sit in it. And they feel very special. And I've created the ecosystem around it to, to make sure that people are understanding that when they take time for themselves and really sit still and recall some amazing memories, that there is life expansion and that there is a different level of ability to uh, show up at work that you haven't maybe necessarily been doing. So what I would love for you to do is just put both feet on the floor real quickly. And I'm going to just have you take one deep breath. Both feet on the floor and a deep breath. Okay. Yes. You know, it's probably been a really busy morning already or in Monday. Who knows what's going on, right? And um, one more deep breath. This time when you take a deep breath in, I want you to hold it for four. I want you to tap into one of your most joyful moments or memories of wherever you were, whatever age. And um, I know it's probably hard to find one, but if you can land on just one, and then if you could share it, I'd love to hear it. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's an interesting exercise. Wow, it took me right there very quickly. Um, and it is funny how, even though I'm very aware that breathing is so important, just the, those two breaths really relaxed me. It was, it was great. Um, so my, my, the moment I went to was I, I decided when my son was 16 or 17, um, it was time for digital detox. And he was uh, dating... My, this girl for a couple of years and you know constantly on the phone the texting and the teenage drama and all that and the instagram was becoming a big thing at that point and i just said you know what i'm, I'm going to take him to my where i loved going when i was a kid to get away and that's um i don't know if you know where lake george is in the adirondacks so i said we're going to go camping for a week up at lake george and so the specific moment of joy is going to sound a little bit not so joyful but when i look back on it, it it was the whole trip was joyful but two specific moments stand out to me the first is as we got there everything was smooth and easy and it was sort of like a, a movie where um you know everything every, everything looks peaceful and great and you're all in this wonderful nature setting and we're setting up a fire to, to cook dinner and the tent is set up and we're pretty tired at this point because it's long drive and we're setting up the, the, the tent but I wanted to get a lot of dry firewood for the for the fire for the that night and the next morning. And there wasn't much dry because it had been raining. Well, I found this really dry log in the middle of back in the back of the woods. So I yelled at Tommy. I said, Come on over here, buddy. I got a huge log. I, I need your help. So we pick up this log and we put it on our shoulders. And no sooner do we put it on our shoulders than I get stung in the back of the head and then in the back of the thigh uh, by a couple of hornets. And I I scream, run! And he's like, what? And I'm like, run! So we throw the log off, and then you just like out of a cartoon from the 80s, there's this like giant hive of bees or hornets, I'm not sure what, chasing us, and we are running to the lake at full force, both getting stung along the way, which, of course, we jump in the lake, uh, and, you know, they're, they're buzzing around us for a little bit, and then finally they, they all go away. And then that night, it pours rain, our tent gets flooded, and the whole night was just a disaster. We got stings all over us. <laughs> We're frozen cold from the from the pouring rain. And I'm like, oh, this was not a good idea. Uh, but but we got up the next morning, and I said, let's just go. We'll go into town. We'll get some dry stuff, and we'll get some food. And we get to Burger King. We we both order hamburgers. Now we don't even. It's six thirty five in the morning. I'm like, sir, uh, we don't serve hamburgers at 6.35 in the morning's breakfast time. We were so discombobulated we didn't even realize that. 
But the reason that's so joyful is I look back at that. Both our phones got soaking wet. They died. We had a complete digital detox. I mean, just because yeah. we were on an island in the middle of Lake George. There was no phone service. The phones we had were dead. We got our Burger King food, went back, set up our tent, and we had a great rest of the week. We spent five days on the island together. I talked to him more that five days than the previous maybe two years. And I, it was just amazing. And the next year, he begged me to go back. and we went back and it was funny nothing happened with the wasp you know everything was a lot easier and we almost missed sort of the drama you know of, of the first trip but um that was my most joyful moment i bet you have quite a few laughs about that since that's really really special what a special yeah. time good yeah. for you all right the next one I, I just because we have a lot to do i'm going to ask you to do it one more time another time in another place and one more deep breath in Another place, another time, another group of people, maybe, maybe by yourself, maybe your young boy, maybe was yesterday and tap into one more joyful moment. Okay. <laughs> it's back to the woods again. So I guess this oh. is where my happy place is. Um, my best friend and I were 17 years old and we decided we we're going to go uh, camping. And we thought we were tough and rugged at 17, 18. You feel invincible. We went to Eastern Mountain Sporting Goods and the sales guy could see us coming a mile away and we bought way too much equipment and we loaded up our backpacks and hiked up Mount Washington in New Hampshire, up uh, the old Boy Scout trail it was called. And we were hiking and hiking and it was raining and so our packs were getting heavier because we had way overloaded these packs, you know, because we thought we were invincible. And these things are heavy. <clears throat> so we're like, let's set up a camp and start a fire. It's soaking wet. We can't get anything going. So we're, we're blowing on the ashes and blowing on the ashes and blowing on the ashes. And I look, I look up at John and his face is covered from head to toe in black soot because we've been blowing on these coals to try to get a fire going for like 45 minutes. And what I realize is I'm covered in black soot too. So he starts laughing and I'm laughing and neither of us knows why the other person is laughing. And we both <laughs> look back at that moment and that was a pretty joyful moment. We would laugh. I've never laughed. I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard as I did that that moment. That's beautiful. I hope you and John are still in touch. We're still best friends to this day. Isn't that amazing? All right. Here's the here's the work in that. So what happened was you thought of Tommy and John both camping uh, experiences, which I thought was really fun too. Um, if you could connect those two moments with one word, what would that be? If you could connect the two with just one word, the essence of the two. If you could just throw it down. Have you ever dropped your phone on the floor? on your face, or in some other embarrassing place? Don't you wish there was something you could attach to your phone case that would help you hold your phone so you don't have to, or at least as much? Introducing Steady Straps, a comfortable, adjustable, strong, elastic strap with 100% Velcro brand closures that helps you hold your phone more securely without dropping it and use it easier and faster, especially one-handed. It's the only smartphone grip accessory without adhesives and it's 100% wireless charging ready without having to remove or adjust it first. Check us out at SteadyStraps.com and order some today. Uh, I think love. Love. Great. Would, can you kind of understand why I'm asking that? Do you mind if I share with the audience why I asked that specifically? I would love to, to get your perspective on the yes. 
Yeah, because I think for everyone, joy is different. And every day, joy is different. Every moment of the day is different, right? It could be completely different. So when you connect two memories like that, you're actually giving it a word. Those two specific for you was was uh, love. So love is joy and joy is love. Tomorrow, when you do your chair of joy, you might have a word, uh, two memories that are, you know, about your wife or your, your you know, college days or something and the word might be playful or freedom or faith or god or or whatever it is so joy is always ever evolving and changing and it's free and inside of you and i love that you called up those two memories often when i think of joyful memories i go right to the woods as well so that's really cool so last thing if you could take joy or uh, that 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 essence or that love and put it into some kind of physical container what would that be what would the physical container be yes wow um I think a home, small home. Oh my gosh, beautiful. I'll let you explain that in a minute. And the reason I asked that too is because we just made joy intangible, that intangibleness of joy to tangible, right? Now we can touch it, feel it, see it. Now you're going on an airplane, we're in LaGuardia, you're getting off the, the on the ramp or walking down and there's 3000 CEOs. They don't understand this joy thing that you're talking about. They don't get the love, the camping trips. They're busy hammering it out. If you could say anything to them about your level, your house, your your container of joy, what would you say? I would tell them that if they were to examine their moments of joy um, and, and reflect back on when they were joyful, they would realize that, that was when they were probably their most productive and creative, also feeling the most um, connection to the people they work with. Mm. That imagine if they could create that same work environment for the people at their company. How much more productive do you think your company? That's beautiful. And so how how do you think that um, your work is addressing the CEOs or how can we support you in that? What is it that you need? I think what our work will do and uh, is doing now is our one of the core tenets of our company is educate the consumers and connect healthcare professionals with patients to give them the tools to both measure someone's happiness, uh, physical wellness uh, and mental uh, wellness, and then give them the tools to help them do that along with the education of how. So we have a very unique application that we're working, partnering with that measures 2,500 biometric markers that determine cognition, tiredness, readiness, stress, uh, anxiety, uh, et cetera. And that is what we think is going to be an excellent way for people to self-examine where they're at. And then we provide solutions, whether they're modalities, whether it's education about exercise or whether it's a supplement like uh, that helps reduce stress, like magnesium, for example, or uh, ashwagandha that helps with cortisol. There are things that people can do both from a modality standpoint infrared saunas, walking, jogging, exercising, eating correctly, getting good night's sleep, sleep hygiene, certain nutrition and supplements. Those are the things that we think we can deliver, which is educate on what those things are, where give the people a way to measure where they're at and then give them the solution. That's incredible. And I think that, Les, we talked about a little earlier, CEOs are open or the senior level teams and the HR departments are open and ready to hear this and have these conversations. Would you agree? Absolutely. I think the HR folks are always looking for a way to do that. And I think more than ever, CEOs are now recognizing uh, through the pandemic and even before that the trend was happening, um, that mental health and, and the joy and happiness in the workplace will be 
better for my company in the long run. Absolutely. Um, one of the things I think if 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 you could identify with what we just went through, that this whole this this everything that's going on right now is um people are learning through experience, right? Because we're in an experience economy and that's kind of the exponential growth. And that's kind of what the chair of joy was about. So hopefully maybe at some point we can add that to your toolbox. That would be really fun. I would love to add the chair of joy. And I think uh, I think it's a wonderful idea because because you can really feel it i i could feel it and i'm not in the chair do i have just experienced what that that is about but um you know there's a lot of psycho psychology that talks about you know the way you dress the way you wear does have an impact on your mental like where you are mentally and i think when you sit in a chair that is called the chair of joy right you recognize that i'm here to experience this and this is what i'm going to do while i'm in this chair uh, yep. So I think it's fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed. And I would love to talk more about it. So yeah, it's all about the no neurotransmitters, right? The better you get at it, the more dopamine and serotonin levels that we have, and of course, it affects affects everything that we do. That we do. So where is your chair of joy? Away from your computer. If you could pick one in your house, where would that be? Uh, in my house, it would be outside my house, um, where my wife and I often uh, are blessed enough to overlook uh, a small farm that the sunset every night and so we've lived here 17 years and for many of those years especially in the summer we would go out go out glass of wine glass of sparkling water whatever that is and just watch the sunset and talk and that's that's Jared Joy at the house your wife sounds lovely that's beautiful Sarah, that yes she, she's wonderful that sounds really nice, really, really nice. So the, again, if, if we were talking to CEOs, we would ask them to get in their chair of joy like three times a day. So for you, I would recommend, you know, just to get things moving quicker for your company as well, get out to that chair more than just at sunset, right? Try to find your way there two or three times a day and just tap into some memories with Tommy and your best friend and college days and let those resonate and really feel them. Like, did you feel them when you did that? They just kind of kind of went through your whole body. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it came through in my voice, but absolutely, I, I could feel like I was back there again. Um, and it was nice to relive those. So thanks, you kicked off my day in a very <laughs> yeah. positive way. Yeah. Um, and I, I, it's funny you say that I have been trying to get up and go for a walk every morning just to get outside, get the blood flowing, because um, I know that's great for you, right? Um, but a couple of times, I've sat at this, this laptop for eight straight hours, and my wife comes in and says, hey, the sunset's setting. You come out and watch it. It's beautiful. And a couple of times I've said no, and I caught myself. I'm like, you got to get up out of this chair and go see the sunset, right? Because you can get so wrapped up in things because you think it has to get done, but in the end, you're less effective because you're you're just you're just burning up your dopamine, you're burning through your emotions, and you're not productive. Yes, and would you agree that if you did get out to the chair of joy more often, that in fact some of those things that have to get done would get done quicker? that in the silence and in the quietness that more things are coming down from the universe and presenting themselves to you. Wouldn't you agree? I, I would say whether or not they got quicker or not isn't all that relevant, but they would get done better. Yes. Clear. That I know because yeah. yes, because every time you have gone for a walk or I go outside and I reset something I hadn't thought of, or that's a deep in the back conscious becomes, Oh wow. Well, that's the solution or this is what I should have done, or, oh, I, I forgot about this particular thing. But I definitely think those moments of silence and joy allow your brain to solve the problems on a subconscious level versus you just trying to think through it so hard you just can't get there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and the experience of doing that with teams as well. I mean, I just I just I can just see how this could blow companies out of the water. So that's why I'd love to talk to people like you in the space. You know, we're talking to CEOs all over the country that are that are in the that own hospitals and are trying to run things at that level during a pandemic. And I think that um, a little focus into stopping and slowing down and smelling the roses, if you will, really make a difference. So if you yeah. could, if you, if you could, um, if you could uh, say anything to our audience about your takeaway today or anything about your work at all, please, uh, what would you like to share with us today? It's kind of a really uh, open-ended conversation, uh, yeah. question, but go for it. <laughs> so I think the, fir the first thing I'm taking away is um, how important the mission that we're on is. It's more important than I guess I even thought speaking to you and, and recognizing that you are seeing this um, massive need among CEOs and corporations to have this joy and, and mental well-being really lets me know just how significant what we're trying to do is. I knew it was big, but that's that's reassuring. The other is, even though I'm in this space, even I have to be reminded that, hey, you got to sit down in the chair of joy sometimes more often than you probably are already and take good care of yourself too. Um, and self-care is not, you know, selfish, right? You you need to do that to be there for others. So I think I, those are the two big takeaways is I'm surprised at how uh, effective it was for you to, for me to have those, those moments of joy. I'm surprised and, and gl glad that I was able to have those. And I recognized, boy, I need to do that more often. Boy, this is really important. Beautiful. Well, wow. Thank you for sharing that. What my takeaway was, was the idea of collaboration, I think, and and mentorship collaboration, really, right? Because I've learned from you, I mean, just your whole line of products and ideas and devices is just mind-blowing. I mean, the tools and the resources that you have to offer CEOs is something that I need to put in my toolbox as well, right, when I'm talking to people. So I think that so many of us are kind of on the same playing field, but we do things better together. So I hope at some point we can have another conversation and continue this good work. I absolutely, I think, I think we can absolutely combine some of our, our tools to help people have more joy. That would be tremendous. Well, my ask for you, sir, is I'm going to send you the format for the Chair of Joy experience and try to get you and your wife out there, you know, a few times a day. I think it'll be phenomenal for everybody. That sounds wonderful. I will try to do that. All right, we'll stay on just a little bit, but everybody, thank you very much for being here with us today with Scott Emmons uh, in Furlong, California, uh, Pennsylvania, excuse me, and um, continue your good work with MD Health Logic and your partners. And uh, I am sure we'll see you on the road. All right, thank you so much. You take care. This bye show bye. has been produced by Market Domination LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.